Chapter 1. Summer Camp The phone rings for the third time before Sam runs down the hall and snatches it off the cradle. Hello, she says loudly, flopping down in an overstuffed chair that sits next to a small desk. Grimacing at the archaic setup, Sam feels a brief pang of frustration with her mom for refusing to give up on having a home phone, even though the main reason is that their cell phones hardly work inside the house. It's still irritating. Sam, the person on the other end shouts. It's me, Allie. I've got a great idea for our next trip. Sam smiles at her friend's unnecessary explanation. Of course she knew immediately who it was. The two 12-year-old girls have grown up as neighbors in their small, seaside town in Washington State. They are now best friends and inseparable. The first part of their summer has already proved exciting visiting Sam's aunt and uncle at their inn in Montana. It involved a legend, ghosts, and treasure hunting. What could possibly have Allie all excited after going through that? Well, I really hope you do have a good plan, Sam responds, pulling her long brown hair back from her face and scooting to the edge of the seat in anticipation. Because we've only been back home for a week, and I'm already going crazy. It's nearly impossible to go anywhere without fighting our way through the crowds. While nice and peaceful for most of the year, Oceanside erupts with tourists during the summer. Their normal hangouts are overrun with small kids dripping ice cream and the parks and beaches with hikers and sunbathers. The business owners love it, but for the local kids without anywhere to go that can't be reached by walking or biking, it's a pain. Not to mention, Sam continues, that Hunter is on a roll this week. I think he's pranked me five times already. Hunter is Sam's older 14-year-old brother. He has seemingly dedicated his life to tormenting her. Come over now and I'll explain everything, Allie says, a bit mysterious. I can't wait to tell you. They live just three houses apart, so it's easy enough to go back and forth but Sam isn't known for her patience. Then don't wait. Tell me now. I have to watch the twins in less than an hour. While Hunter might be Sam's torturer, the Tigger twins, aptly named for their constant need to be bouncing, are the loves of her life. The two little girls adore Sam, and even though they are a constant challenge, she doesn't mind. Her mom quit her job as a teacher when they were born two years ago so she could stay home and raise them. Although her dad makes good money as a commercial fisherman, it's seasonal work, so money is always tight. Saturday night is bowling night, and Sam's parents are on a league with her aunt and uncle. They made an arrangement last year that in exchange for Sam watching the twins and her two small cousins every Saturday, they would pay the monthly cell phone fee for Sam's phone. Her aunt and uncle would be showing up soon to drop off their kids and pick up her parents. She doesn't have much time. Huffing good-naturedly at her best friend, Allie seems to relish the opportunity to draw out the drama. It'll be easier for me to explain in person, she insists. Besides, I've got a flyer I need to show you. It'll just take a few minutes, but I'm already babysitting Cora, so you have to come here. Cora is a little girl that lives across the street. Allie often watches her on the weekends while her parents work. A flyer? Now Sam is really curious, but rather than press for more information, 
She slams the phone back into its station and leaps from the chair. I'm going over to Allie's, she hollers as she runs past her mom in the kitchen, where she's preparing an early supper. I promise to be right back, she hastily adds, before her mom has a chance to protest. Her response is muffled as Sam slams the door behind her, but she knows that it was just an acknowledgement. Going to Allie's is such a common occurrence that it would be rare for her parents to say no. Her mom knows she can count on her to be back on time. Skipping down a rough cobblestone path, Sam then veers off across the manicured front lawn and weaves through evergreens scattered along its edge, marking the property boundary. They have just under three acres, and the backyard is much less tidy. Her favorite spot is an old barn nestled up against thick woods in the far corner. She spent many hours reading up in the loft, where the old hay still smells sweet.